there are multiple avenues that they could be pursuing here. But apparently <laughs> JV is the one and only. He's the only guy with money. He's the ticket master of rodeo Thanks. here. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a Hallmark Review podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And today we are recapping the series Ride, episode five, When It Rains. If you want to connect with us outside of the podcast, we'd love to have you follow us on Instagram. You can find us both at Girls Gone Hallmark and Megan and Wendy. You can also jump into our Facebook group, search Girls Gone Hallmark. I will leave a link in our show notes as well. What's new there? Uh, A lot to talk about Mystery 101 lately. They're fired up. Yes. And also, if you want to email us anytime, Wendy at gmail.com. Quick check-in before we get into this episode. On your, like, trajectory of ride enjoyment, are we on an upward trend or a downward trend? Or are we just, like... Fully flatlined. You can be honest. I will say that when this episode started, I was like, is this whole episode going to be about weather? (laughs) Right? Mm -hmm. And then it had like two minutes of excitement towards the end. Just enough to really. Just enough to go. "Hmm." But again, I just feel like there's nothing happening. Well, let's talk about what is happening. How about we start with a synopsis? Okay. Missy brings Cash as her plus one to the Frontier Barbecue, but Cash feels out of place when his biggest competition, Hudson Cooper, shows up too. So why don't we start by talking about the barbecue of it all? Okay. Can I just say, first of all, Cash is so annoying in this entire episode. (laughs) Why? Because he's riddled with self-doubt or what? Yeah, well, okay, that's a very nice perspective on it. I'm just like, dude, all of these people are showing up to help you. Missy is driving you two hours to this barbecue for your career. Sure, she's got her influencer BS. She needs to be there. But she's doing this for you. And the entire time they're at that barbecue, she's on cash PR patrol. And the entire time he's like, I got to get out of here. I hate this. I shouldn't be here. This is a repeat from episode three when Isabel's trying to prep him for the gala. I know you didn't see that episode, but there's this whole through line of like she needs him to be ready to have discussions with these men who are going to be there. And he pushes back and pushes back and pushes back. She's doing it for you. Isabel was doing it for you. Missy is doing it for you. I just want to smack him in the face. Okay, so a couple of questions. Do you think, I don't, he hasn't said this explicitly, but like, do you think he just wants to ride? He just wants to show them like what he can do. He doesn't want to be like this spokesperson, this pitch man, this like, you know, because Missy and Isabel are basically like, we have to sell you, right? I think Missy and Isabel see the big picture. And the big picture is you can't just ride. Because Mm -hmm. you need money to be able to do that. You need a sponsor behind you. And that's the name of the game. We're not independently wealthy. We're not funding you. We need a JB on our side. Well, it makes sense because like Austin 
you know, the very little we see of him, he was that guy, you know, Mm -hmm. he stepped into that like spotlight. I think he enjoyed it. Whereas Cash is like the rebel. He doesn't want to do it. Yeah, Austin does, from what we know, seem to be better at the PR machine of it all. Mm -hmm. And I get that that's not what Cash is about, but you are not new to the rodeo game. Your dad was a rodeo writer. Your brother was a rodeo writer. This is how you play the game. Just deal with it. Mm -hmm. I hear you. I kind of like the trajectory you're on with Missy's ambassadorship in that it's getting pushed back in terms of its relevance as a Mm storyline. It was acknowledged. That's why she got the invitation to the barbecue. There was mentions of it here and there, but it's not front and center. And I kind of like that. Oh, me too. Because I think that was a stupid storyline. Yes. And I think it's a real C storyline. Like that's not how Missy gets back to herself. Mm hmm. Now, let me ask you, the barbecue host, Susan, is that JB's wife? That's a great question. I wonder that as well. It certainly seemed like it, right? Right. It did. And then, of course, you know, I missed episode three, but she tells Missy in this episode when they arrive at the barbecue, like, you still owe me a trick ride. Is this the chick that was pushing for, like, all the Missy to do her tricks again? Yes. And she was the one who came to the ranch to film Missy doing her tricks, and Mm. then Missy bailed out. Her name is Susan Young. What the heck is JB's name? Like Wooten or something like that? JB Wooten. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it felt like she was almost the hostess of this party at JB's home. And the way they talked like, oh, I need JB's barbecue recipe. It felt more intimate than coworkers. Mm Mm-hmm. But we never see the two of them, Susan and JB, together in this episode. No. Nope. Okay. Yeah. I wondered that as well. At this barbecue, we meet Hudson, who's another bull rider. Real wowie zowie. He is apparently being courted by Frontier. Thank you. As well. (laughs) And Cash is immediately like, we got to go. We got to get out of here. And I kind of get it. Like, as annoyed as I was, you don't want to be second best. You don't want to be embarrassed. Like you're trying to weasel your way in there. Mm-hmm. Hudson was kind of a real stand-up guy about the whole thing. He's just going to – he's going to be like collateral damage in all of this because yeah. – uh, Look, I'm going to tell you in the end, I'm sure Frontier is going to end up signing cash, right? And then we'll never hear from Hudson again. That's a good point. Or someone's going to – they're going to find their way because Isabel is so against being under the thumb of – J.B. Wooten. Mm, True. So I wonder if they're going to find, like, maybe Frontier isn't the be-all, end-all. Maybe there's another way. Mm, That's funny. I don't know what it is. That's a good question because you're telling me this, like, denim company is the only big-name money sponsor in the rodeo. Right. There's not a beer brand that you could get behind. (laughs) A buckle brand. A cowboy hat brand. There's got to be something. Boots. There are other avenues here. Even like body care, right? Like manly men body care, like mm-hmm. could get in the rodeo yeah. game. <laughs> like acts for adults. I don't know what that is, but you know what I'm saying. Like there are multiple avenues that they could be pursuing here, but apparently <laughs> JV is the one and only. Like he's the only guy with money. He's the ticket master of rodeo exactly. here. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, I did think it was kind of funny how JB just was totally blew off cash. Like he was like not interested in his conversation 
or anything. Like, he wasn't even a guest. He was a plus one at this barbecue. Yeah, he blew him off right up until the moment he gave him some grilling tip. Okay, I have a question about that. Uh-huh. Super side note. Do you cook your hamburger patties? Are you a flipper or a one-time flipper? I'm a one-time flipper. See, I'm terrible at cooking hamburgers. Uh-huh. <laughs> like they're always way overdone because I think I leave them on way too long, but I like flip and flip and flip and flip and flip and flip. Is there a trick? I have absolutely no idea. Because you know when you cook chicken, here's the chick here's here's the trick I learned is like it's you, you cook it on one side until you see that it's white and then you flip it over and then it's done. Well, okay. I mean, it, really the only way to know it's done is with the meat thermometer, right? Like that's how you should test if your meat's done. Like the color of the meat is not a test. Do you do that? Uh, well, we had a barbecue meat thermometer that we lost an, an unfortunate flare-up incident. Like, <laughs> you know, the juices from the meat dripped off. There was... Was it, was it sticking out of like a patty? Like you <laughs> were was... just testing it and then the fire came up and melted it? No, what happened is we had a very nice Bluetooth meat thermometer and it had like Mm -hmm. multiple probes and it had an external monitor. So it had like little cords to the external monitor and Mm -hmm. that monitor also connected to your phone. So you could set like the temperature of the meat and you're cooking like a tri-tip or something. And, you know, there was a flare up inside. It got way too hot. Nothing melted. It just like fried the internal workings of this meat <laughs> thermometer. So uh, we're currently using the look and hope for the best method. But I think before summer, we will get another meat thermometer because I am always afraid of undercooking meat and murdering my entire family with some sort of meat-borne bacteria. Can I tell you a really quick Paris story? Please. We, after visiting the Eiffel Tower, we went to this restaurant that was a across the street. It was very busy. We're like, okay, that's probably safe. Let's just go there because, you know, there was probably a lot of American tourists there. It was, you know, whatever. My husband and I both order hamburgers and it comes out so fast. And I could see as he was setting it down, it was so raw. And I was like, well, maybe like, that's just like here, how Uh they like, Uh you know, but literally like, it was like, uh, you know how when they cook tuna, how they just like sear the... Oh, no. It was full raw meat on the inside. And like my husband and I both didn't eat it. And then the waiter who was so nice was like, I'm sorry, guys. He goes, I'm sorry. I know this is terrible. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he was like so apologetic. And it was just like so funny. We were like, whoa, that was the rawest hamburger we've ever seen. It's like still cold on the inside. It was. It was it was like red. Like it hadn't even like come together. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like yeah. I mean, and you can eat, you know, they do sell, I know. but Ta- I would not beef tartare. That's not for me. That's yeah, on every menu in France, by the way. Um no, thank you. but no, this was not for me. I enjoyed the French fries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the most exciting part of the barbecue has nothing to do with cash. It's all about Missy. Mm-hmm. And mystery woman Polly. Do you think Alston had an affair? Well, here, this is what's... I was like, is is this... Hold- is she having a baby? <laughs> no, hold on. No, no, no. I was like, are they foreshadowing with this storm? 
you know, like this storm's coming, right? They were like, everybody's bracing for this big storm that's uh-huh. going to hit the, is Polly the storm? Yeah, What's it. happening? I doubt it. But do I think Austin was having an affair? Sure. Why not? On the Hallmark Channel? I don't know. It's possible. I don't think it's not possible. I wonder if it's perhaps too easy of an answer mm-hmm. for what, what Polly's doing here. All she says to Missy is, you don't want to know. Now, if I were Missy, there is zero chance that I would let her walk away after that. I'd be like, absolutely, I do. You tell me right now <laughs> Give me what all you the details about my husband. Mm-hmm. Of course, I don't want to know, but also I need to know. So what is your opinion? You think perhaps think something nefarious was going on, but mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what it was. Would I believe he was having an affair? Yes. I, I'm not Austin's biggest fan. They have not sold me on Austin being the good guy in this scenario. Right. But and then, I don't think we've seen the last of Polly. No, I'm sure we'll see her again. Am I intrigued by her storyline? Sure. But Austin is dead. How is this going to affect Missy now in present day? Yeah, that's a great question. We don't know what his big secret was that he pulled Valeria out, sent her on this mission that she says was running away from her poker debts. And perhaps the poker debts were her secret that he was protecting her from. But what was his secret? We don't know that yet. (sighs) And I guess the question for me is, if Valeria, to go back to her poker debts, if that were the case, why is Tucker Clark still following her all over town? Why is she still meeting with him in the bar? Why are we still seeing him like But is he? I don't feel like I've seen him since... Episode two. Well, but we've seen him since she's returned. You're right. We haven't uh-huh. seen him, but we saw him after the rodeo. And we saw a threatening her force meeting up with him in the bar. Why why is she having those meetings with him still if she's paid off her debt? Yeah, because that's a false truth. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. I just feel like there's questions that are left unanswered. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, a storm uh-huh. is coming. Oh my gosh. Now, let me just say, this episode was chock full of sunny weather cliches. Oh, okay. (laughs) From Red Sky at Night, Sailor's Uh, Delight. And mm -hmm. they did it over and over and over again. Teamwork makes the dream work, et cetera. There were so many. I did not write them all down because nobody cares. But when I saw the title of this episode, I was like, wow, they're really phoning it in, calling it When It Rains. And then I realized... I think there was more thought put into it than that because you've got when it rains, it pours, and it does really cover the entire episode and it fits in with all the cliches. Anyway, we got this storm coming. Apparently, it's a big problem. They're going to ruin, the storm is going to ruin all the hay that they have on the ranch, right? Yeah, which kind of blew my mind. I'm like, hay can't get wet. (laughs) <laughs> I, don't, I don't maybe once it's bailed and then it gets like deep in there and you can't dry it out i don't know we're ranch dummies i have no idea like we are, we are ranch dummies but are you to tell me that it doesn't rain often where do they what what state are they supposed to be living in colorado oh well colorado it's very sunny there a lot right Yes, but our friend Jenny lives there, and I don't know when harvest season is, but it was snowing in Colorado yesterday in April. So mm-hmm. all I'm saying is this feels like a very stressful thing to be at the mercy of, like, got to get it out of there before the rain comes. How did the hay get put out there if they, their tractors don't work? Well, they harvest the hay and they roll it up into those big bales. Oh, oh 
okay. Now this makes sense because I was like, what is this harvest dinner they're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know. So so they produce the hay on their ranch then? I know I sound like such a dummy. Where does hay come from? I have no freaking idea, honestly. And then they roll it up into big bales. And then they sell it to somebody? And then they got to bring in those bales and then they sell it to somebody. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense why they didn't want their product to get wet now. Sure. Got it. So we've got a number of things happening on the ranch. Who are you? Which which one of these pairings are you most interested in? Well, I think we should save the best for last. But let's first talk about the Isabel Hank conversation. First of all, I'd like to ask you a question. Do you believe me now that Hank might have feelings for Isabel? I mean, maybe. I think I feel like he's more there as like a friend of the family. Yes, I I can believe that, too. And also he wants her on his side. But when he shows up and he's like, oh, you've got the you're cooking, Isabel. Doesn't matter what it is. It'll be delicious. I wrote in my notes. I still think he's sweet on her. But we've got this whole storyline, right, that Mm -hmm. he wants to start his own canyon rodeo. Yeah, it's going to bring all the people to canyon. And he wants to do it on McMurray Ranch. Is that what he was? I think that's why he needs Isabel. That's why he needs Isabel on board. I don't think he ever says it, but m- that we're going to do it here on the McMurray Ranch. But the reason I think that is he's like, we could have a McMurray Museum. Yeah, I thought he was like angling for all the memorabilia and then that would be the draw for people. I think that is certain. I think that's a tie-in. But why else does he need Isabel on board? Like he can do she has no money. She has nothing to offer him except for the memorabilia. But why does he need her on board? He needs the land, I think. Yeah, I'm not sure. I do remember him saying at one point, like, I have the designs and I have the location. But I didn't know if the location actually meant, like, their ranch or somewhere else. Email us, Megan and Wendy at gmail.com, please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Throughout this episode, I was like, I wrote, Isabel hates rodeo. Now, towards the end of the episode, I get more perspective on this. But I was like, it's such a clash. Like, she's, she hates it so much, it feels like. She's, like, pushing back against this. Cash is still a bull rider. But in the very end of the episode, she's like, I don't want to profit off of my boys. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I get it. I get that. I get it. I have a did you see that? Please. They were, Hank and Isabel were in the kitchen and she was bringing the groceries in and the kitchen was a freaking disaster. I did, like dishes drying on the counter. It was like a full mounds of Tupperware uh-huh. drying uh-huh. on the counter. It it stressed me out. <laughs> I hear you. I also thought that is... Like setting the scene for like they're so busy, they're like in this harvest season, they've got to get it done. Obviously, someone had that's not a working kitchen, someone had to put all of this stuff out. Yeah, I know. Why is a family so lazy? They can't help but put some dishes away. I don't know, it just bugs me. They're all out in the field harvesting the hay. Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. Okay. So in terms of Isabel and Hank and potential triangle love story, Cody, what do you see panning out from this? Oh, here's the other reason 
than I think, by the way, that Hank, because he's so annoyed that Cody is there. Mm, yeah. Why else would he be annoyed by Cody if he's like, friend of the family, just want the best for you? Like, Cody's there to help. If you don't feel like Cody is stepping on your territory, because Cody's not a threat to his dream of having a rodeo. Cody's not anything but lovely support for Isabel. Why do you care? Yeah, maybe. Okay. I hope we see the beginnings of a romance between Isabel and Cody. What do you think? I think I don't care. Oh. I don't. I'm sorry. I, I'm not invested in some sort of like, you know, love triangle between the three of these two because or three three of these you know these, these three. three people because i just don't care i'm like i want isabel to be happy because she seems like a miserable person honestly <laughs> uh-huh. no i mean i'm not knocking nancy travis nancy travis is great i think she's great in this role but the character of isabel is very unhappy i don't disagree. She's been dealt a rough hand. Like, lost her husband, lost her son. Her ranch is failing. She just wants to, like, sail off into the sunset, and she's got to work her ass off to I, keep herself alive. I, I'm like, sell the ranch and get a condo and just be happy. <laughs> Do you not agree? I don't disagree. That's too much work for this woman alone, right? And she is a, a, a very much, like, do it yourself kind of lady it's too much it's just too much for her yeah and on top of it like worrying about her son she's already lost her husband and her other son now she's got to worry about this other child of hers that it's just she just seems very unhappy i don't i don't disagree with you okay that's why i think she could use a little softness in her life in the form of yes ma'am cody he yes ma'ams her oh she's like thanks for all your help and he says yes ma'am oh my little no that's different than yes chef you know no it is different it's (laughs) less hot all right valentine's (laughs) they tie they they mend fences they're fine now we learned that the reason he took it so personally is they used to be best friends and blah 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 he took it personally that she left without an explanation fine we're friends now we're doing the co-foreman thing and we do see the ranch hands like come around and offer to help her like nick comes to her on the tractor yeah and he goes what am i supposed to do or something like that he how says, can i help can i help yeah i get it but i'm like this is how you can help dude we're trying to cover the hay is it not obvious yes but he can't get out to the hay because they don't have a tractor to pick it up like that's why cash is like we should go back and missy's like we can't do anything if we go back like there's not enough tractors for all the people that are there helping that's the problem mm-hmm. okay gus to the rescue yes Gus to the rescue. Now, I did think, okay, so I kind of enjoyed this whole little storyline of, like, the guy that you think can't do anything is the one who saves the day. Yeah. And I like how he explained it to Valeria, how he was like, yeah, I might come from money, but my grandpa made me learn all this stuff. Like, I had to work from the ground up. Like, boom, lady, you know? And it was simple as that. And now it seems like Valeria likes him. Oh, in like a friendly way. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. In a friendly way. Well, yeah. I, yeah, she's, she said like, I'll fight you tooth and nail on the sale of the ranch, but we can be buddies. But you helped us. So you now I like you. Solid. Yeah. And I think the 
events in this episode do a nice job of getting the viewer on the side of Team Cat. Oh my gosh, I did it again. They did a nice job of getting the viewer on the side of Team Gus because mm-hmm. we have the will it be Cass, for goodness sakes, will it be Cash, will it be Gus of it all? Mm-hmm. We know it's going to be Cash. <laughs> You've created it in your brain and it will never go away now. We know it's going to be Gus first. It has to be. That's just the way it works. Mm-hmm. But now at least we're getting the viewers to root for him a little bit more. I feel like I'm rooting for Gus quite a bit after this episode. Mm-hmm. Should we go just there? Should we talk about their Please. confrontation? Okay. But be- before before we talk about their confrontation, when they have their harvest dinner, they have it in the barn? Mm-hmm. Do people typically eat in the barn where there's, like, horse shit? Well, they scoop out the horse shit. You're telling me it doesn't smell in there? I don't know. I mean, (laughs) aesthetically cute. Yes, they have a nice long table. Everybody eats in the barn. But you're telling me that their house is not big enough to eat inside? And on top of it, they have to bring the food from the house, and it's pouring down rain. This is all true. So, anyway, let's talk about... The whole Gus and Cash confrontation at the end of the episode. Let's do it. I thought this was the most exciting two minutes of the show all season. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, let's let's hear it, Gus. He was really going in on Cash now. I was waiting for Cash to take a swing at him. Like, I knew it was going to happen because Cash is just not going to, like, stand there and get schooled by some rich dude, right? But Gus wasn't wrong. In anything that he said. No, he wasn't. So now what? What's going to happen now? Is Gus not going to be welcomed at the ranch anymore? No, because Isabel laid into Cash, right? Gus has done nothing wrong. Cash punched Gus. Yes, Gus had words for Cash. But Cash threw the first punch. Gus showed up for the family and helped them out in a time where he absolutely didn't have any obligation to do so. I think the fallout is going to be that this is going to affect Cash's relationship with Missy. Because Mm -hmm. as she and Gus grow closer and... He, I imagine Cash is going to feel resentment towards the fact that, like, obviously this dude and I are not buddies. Why are you not on my side? And it's going to appear like she's taking sides. Mm-hmm. Well, I had forgotten. The whole confrontation between Gus and Cash starts is because Gus went running after Missy, right? And Cash was like, you don't need to run after her. She she doesn't want you to run after her, blah, 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 whatever. Mm. He was, like, swinging his big D around, <laughs> right? And then Isabel, like, was not happy with Cash because he was being disrespectful to Gus after Gus saved the day. And then they had, like, their big confrontation. Mm-hmm. But then it ends. And didn't you think that there was, like, almost a moment between Cash and Val? Oh, yes, when they're inside together. And she's, like, getting him ice for his hand. Yeah. And he says, I'm never going to be enough. What's he referring to? Is he referring to to Missy? Is he referring to the family because he's never going to be Austin? Is he never going to be enough to JB? I think all of it. All of it, right? And then Val goes in with the hug and they have this very intimate moment. And I was like, are they going to kiss? I thought so, too. I feel like this... Now that the cash situation has kind of come to a head, I feel like it's going to drive him and Valeria close to her as he doesn't really have Missy anymore. Mm. I suspect that he's not going to have that 
closeness that he and Missy had. And how was that going to affect their training? I don't imagine yeah. Cash taking it well. Yeah. So let's talk about the final scene when Missy's outside yelling at a bull. Yelling at the bull that like, killed Austin. Well, it was almost like she was acting like the bull was Austin. And then she was mad at the bull for killing Austin. Yes, both. And Isabel watches from above, yes. concerned. She says, did you cheat on me? Mm-hmm. And then she says, I hate you. And I'm like, are you talking to the bull or are you <laughs> talking to your husband? That's kind of unclear there. Yes. Maybe both. Maybe both. Maybe both. It's like if she was yelling at like a light pole that her husband crashed into and died. You know what I mean? For the amount of responsibility the bull has in his death. Mm-hmm. I mean, except a light pole doesn't jump out into the middle of the road and make your car smash into it and I... trampled on his body. <laughs> I understand that. But right yes, inside. it's not like the bull had any... The bull was being a bull. Intense. Yes. Yes. Right? And so... whatever they do to get those bulls to buck... Yep. He was just reacting to that. Exactly. I am... A little bit looking forward to episode six to see, like, what the fallout between the Gus and Cash fight is. But other than that... Don't you want to know more about Polly? Yeah, I want to know more about Polly, too. But I don't care about Isabel and the whole, like, or Tough and Valeria or Tough and Cash. All those people. Like, let's see. Who are you writing for this week? Gus. It's got to be Gus. Yeah, 100%. Save the day. Stand up guy. Mm-hmm. I'm team Gus. Cash really... Annoyed me all episode long. You've been team Gus since episode one. Yeah, but I I have enjoyed Gus, but I have been team Cash and Missy since episode one. Remember how hot I thought their dance was in that bar? Oh, this is true. This is true. This is true. This is true. He's pushing her straight into Gus's arms. Cash, don't you see what you're doing here? (laughs) When it rains, it pours, Cash. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of Girls Gone Hallmark. If you like this podcast, we love your five-star ratings and reviews. Open the Apple Podcast app before you turn this on. Tap the five stars and let everybody know why you love this podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.